Welcome to Deep Waters. I'm George Jakovic alongside the champs, Pauli Malinaji and Chris Algieri. We are going deep today on the Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford fight from Saturday, July 29th. Guys, this was a, sh a shocking fight. I mean, Terrence Crawford just proved that he is the best fighter in the world. Not only the best welterweight in the world, but the best fighter. He dropped Spence three times, stopped him in the ninth. This is an outcome that I don't think anyone saw coming. We, I want to get reactions from you both. Chris, let's start with you. You were there, and, and the three of us were texting before the fight. You said the atmosphere was electric. Tell me how it was that night in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, the energy was, was high all week long. And I normally hate fight weeks, even though I have to be at them all the time now. But uh, there's all a lot of the same stuff. This one was different, though. The, the energy was good. Everyone really wanted to see these two next to each other. They want to see what they were going to say. And it seemed like temperatures were rising as they got closer to the fight, the final press conference. You finally got them going back and forth. We had that big blow up between Derek James and, and, and Bomack. And, uh, and the weigh-in, man, they, the weigh-in was – the weigh-in looked like a fight. There was there was so many people there, and there were like it was star studded. There was there was fighters showing up. Uh, they had Mike Tyson and Banner Holyfield on stage. It was a it was a fun fight week. I, I never say that. And yeah, then when it came to fight night, people came out, and it was uh, the the Isaac Pitbull Cruz right before fight was so so. But and there was I'm looking around I'm like there's not a lot of people here. And then and within 15 minutes, everything the place place fleshed out. It looked great. I got an email that said there was a uh, 20,000 people. Uh, in the arena that night, it, it certainly felt like it. The energy was was intense, and as much as when we were talking to people in the street, everyone was talking. You know, we were asking picks. Everyone was. It seemed like it was very, very much leading towards Crawford. Uh, when they did their walks, it was very loud for for Errol Spence as well. So it seemed like a pretty split crowd. You know, prior to the fight, and then obviously we saw the fight. It was it was basically a no contest, not 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 a competitive fight whatsoever. Well, before we get to Paulie, really quick, what was it like when Eminem, because Eminem led Crawford out to the ring, I think it's the first time he led a fighter into a fight. Uh, what was it like in the crowd when that moment happened? Man, that was a hard walkout. He came out and they, they were coming through, they were coming through the tunnel and, you know, Terrence looked dead, deadly focused like he did all week. Um, intense. I, you know, I actually, I, I was, I didn't tweet this, but I was, I was texting my friends about it. I was like, he looked like he had the confidence of a madman all week long. And I was kept looking, I'm like, he either is out of his mind or he is super laser focused. And it turned out he was super laser focused. Um, and, and it was like, he, he knew what was going to happen. And he was walking out there super focused. He had Eminem. I mean, the energy was crazy. I felt like I was walking out. It was that intense. I, I literally was feeling the nerves of what it's like to walk through a tunnel to walk into a ring. Ollie, take take me through the fight. What did you see? I mean, for me, it was uh, I was totally shocked. I mean, remember, I'm thinking Errol Spence is going to win. I'm thinking he's too physical. I'm thinking uh, he's he's the natural bigger welterweight. And you know what I'm thinking? As obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. What I'm thinking is afterwards, I'm thinking he probably waited too long to do this fight. Terrence really grew into the welterweight division. He's got the second longest knockout streak in boxing. Only better be him has more consecutive knockouts than, than Terrence Crawford, and it continued in this fight. It's, it's still an ongoing knockout streak because he ends up stopping Errol Spence. I mean, I think 
Terrence grew into the weight class. And once they're, you know, remember, Terrence is my number one pound for pound fighter in the world. You know, so so I always felt Terrence was the more skilled fighter. I just think that the difference in skill with the physicality of Spence, it wasn't going to be able to make enough of a difference. But man, was I wrong. I mean, we, he took control of the fight and then just took it home from there. I mean, it was it was a dominant performance. Timing, speed. Uh, he didn't even have a turn right handed. He fought the whole fight as a southpaw. Really, he didn't even show the entire repertoire. Hey, and that Chris. was something that was surprising, him coming out southpaw right off the bat. And normally he comes out orthodox and he kind of moves around, you know, picks his game, gets his, gets, gets, collects his data, and then switches. This fight, he came right out. He was all business. I actually gave the first round of Spence, but after that, I mean, Crawford's, Crawford's jab. That's, and, and, and this style that Crawford imposed, like, I'm not normally a huge fan of, this, of Crawford's style because it's, I, I, I don't understand how it works. <laughs> the switching of the sides and the back and forth. But this style, it was boxing. He used a beautiful jab. The timing on his jab was great. His counters, his little bit of his little bit of movement. He did exactly what he needed to do. He got stuck very, very, very rarely on the ropes where Spence likes to rip the body. Um, and and Terrence was able to get Spence, which w- was a mistake that I thought that he needed to do, was to get him over that front foot. He had him reaching by taking those little bit of those steps out. And the difference was balance. Crawford had perfect balance all night long, and Spence was off balance most of the night. Um, and yeah, th- I think the jab was really off-putting for, for Errol Spence. He could never get anything going because there was always that jab in his face. And you know, all you young guys coming up, that was a damaging jab. That face, his face will get all messed up. That was from the jabs. That's how hard those jabs were, timing the bigger man coming in and sticking that jab right down the middle, busting up his nose, busting up his mouth, busting up his eyes. It's, well, it's Chris, that. It, 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 it's one of those things though. you got to understand Crawford's a natural right-hander so that jab is yeah. even doubly heavy because it's his power hand that he's using in front another thing to notice is Errol Spence is always a guy who comes forward he never has to get backed up He's never he's never really been a guy who gets backed up his uh, his entire career. He's always taking the bringing you the heat. He's backing you up. He's putting you in bad positions, and he's eventually beating up your body. Two things I noticed in the fight: when he would trap Terrence against the ropes, or when he would try, when he would be at close range against Terrence, even at middle ring, it was Terrence who was able to smother, and it was Terrence who was able to create space when he wanted to, and was able to get leverage on his shots when he the way he needed to. And when Errol was trying to get off all those all that work, he wasn't able to get off work. He was he was getting smothered. He was getting countered inside and. I mean, Terrence was literally opening him up. It was like it was like he was in the Matrix. He saw everything, even at close range. And another thing you got to realize: most guys who fight coming forward are not good fighters going backwards. It's very rare that you see fighters can fight going forward and backwards. And Errol Spence, and I'm talking about really good fighters. I mean, I remember when I fought Zab Judah, I realized if I can just back this guy up, he doesn't fight well going backwards, and he didn't. You know, so so Errol is kind of the same way. Mike Tyson was like this. Julio Cesar Chavez like this. We noticed once Errol got kind of submitted mentally in that he wasn't coming forward anymore. He kind of submitted mentally in that he was getting backed up and the jab of Crawford, like you said, champ, really had an effect on that. He had no answers. At that point, it was like round six and I remember thinking, dude, what does he think he's going to do? Fight backwards? Fight going backwards against Terrence and outbox Terrence? There's no way he's going to outbox Terrence going backwards. I mean, there's no shot. But I mean, he was just running out of ideas and it, it was just completely bamboozled. Uh, not only was he beaten up, but completely bamboozled. A dominant performance. I mean, there's a reason why I had Crawford, my number one pound for pound. Uh, I always thought he was this skilled. I always thought he was capable of skilled performances, but I just didn't think physically he could handle a a, a bulldozing welterweight like Errol Spence. Man, was I wrong. Well, you said he was bamboozled. And Chris, you talked about his jab. You know, that jab led to that second round, more of a flash knockdown. But as I'm watching the fight, 
maybe it was the third round. Like I had never seen Spence's face, the look on his face. I had never seen it. And I think it might have been Mauro Ronello who was calling the fight. He said he was just stunned. I mean, he looked stunned from maybe the third round on and bamboozled Paulie is a great word. But Chris, I'm assuming you saw the same thing. No, the fight ended in the second round. The competitiveness of that fight ended in the second round. If your game plan, which there was only one for Team Spence, there was no plan B. Plan A was, I am the bigger, stronger, more durable man. I am going to walk you down and beat you up. If you're not durable, that game plan won't work. As soon as he went down, I'm like, oh, this fight's over. And not even so much because he was actually hurt, That was, which was strange to see because the punch wasn't that hard. It was a good jab, good hard, stiff jab. But he got up on wobbly legs, and he never got his balance back after that. His, his, his equilibrium was off the rest of the night from that first shot in the second round. But more importantly, his emotions were lost at that point. What, what, again, what was his game plan? Then? Like, I'm, I'm the bigger, durable guy. He was saying it all the time. No, you're not. You just got hurt. You're hurt. Now what? You can't walk the guy down anymore. You're getting buzzed with everything you're getting touched with. Even gracing shots were hurting him after that. So the game plan was completely out the window. And in the corner, they were lost. They had never expected that outcome. They had never seen their man hurt. And they had no other route. Exactly like Paul said, what, are you going to go backwards now? You've never gone backwards your whole career. And if you're not the more durable guy, which is the thing that you've been saying over and over and over again, what are you going to do? They had no answer. That fight should have been stopped by the corner multiple rounds before because there was nothing coming. It was one-way traffic, and they had no, no plan B. And, and, and also, you got to understand, the shot that you don't see coming is the one that hurts you. And Terrence has a very... Terrence is a very sorry. I'm in a boxing gym here, guys. Legendary boxing in Providence. So you hear the bell at times. But I'm, I'm, I'm. I, one thing you don't, the shot that you don't see, ends up hurting you. And Terrence has a knack for creating openings and 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 hitting you in, with shots you don't see coming. And I think it was a consistently stunning error, like you said. He was consistently getting hurt, and he was just now he's bamboozled and also intimidated, and that's why he's going backwards. And I think, uh, Paulie, he, Terrence was your number one pound for pound fighter. I think he left no doubt that he's the top fighter in the world. So let, let's talk about the future. You know, there was a moment in that seventh round, Crawford had knocked Spence down for the second time in the fight, first time in the seventh round, and uh, he turned to Jermel Charlo, and he was saying, you're next, you're next. Let's talk about what's next for Terrence Crawford. I mean, he's the undisputed champion. Is there going to be a rematch? Spence said he wants one. You know, it's probably going to make money. Business rules the game. But, uh, Chris, what, what do you think is next? Are we going to see a rematch, and do we want to see a rematch? Well, we don't need to see a rematch, but there will be a rematch. There's too much money to be made. Um, and, and, of course, Errol Spence is going gonna, is gonna, to – I think he's speaking from his pride right now. Yeah, I want the rematch. Hope we do it this year. Um, but also he's speaking from his bank account because how much more of Spence are we really going to see down the line? I, I, it, you know, that was a, that was a, that was a career-affecting beating. Uh, add that to all the car accidents, the torn retina. I don't know how much longer we're going to see Spence at the top. And this is going to be a way for him to make a bunch of money. And, and you know, I, I hate saying the word cash out, but you, know, you want to make money a lot at the end of your career. And this is an opportunity for him to do that. And then for, for, for Crawford, I mean, I don't see the second fight being any different, even at 54. So it's another moneymaker for him, and it's an, easier fight, an easy fight. He already knows what he can do to the man. That man already knows that he can do to him. So there's that. But then after that, I mean – Anything but a massive fight. I don't know if, if Terrence is going to get up for it. This is, this is the best version of Terrence Crawford I've ever seen. Laser focused. I had said that he lets his ego get in the way at times. He didn't do that at all. He stayed laser focused and disciplined the entire fight. Because you know, he respected Spence. He knew he was a dangerous guy. And he didn't, he didn't take his, his focus off at any point during the fight. He, has, he had the same face every round and in the corner. Stone cold. 
whatever drugs he's just smoking, you got to pass some over here. What rematch is going to make money? Who's going to win? You're going to charge $100 for a rematch on pay-per-view? Who's going to watch that fight? What what basis are you going to have for a rematch? You can try to make the rematch, but is it really going to make money? Unless everybody wants to end up losing money. Because you, you can't go and make it a pay-per-view if there was such a one-sided beatdown. You can put it on Showtime Championship Boxing, maybe. You can't make that fight a rematch. That's an ass-kicking. And it's going to be a, a double now. Everybody knows it already. At least before, it was a lot of talk. Like, oh, no, this guy's going to win. Oh, this guy's going to win. Now this guy's gonna... Bro, wh- where are you going to get? But where, Paulie, where you Paulie, you know how you know these you know the, how the contracts work. There's going to be minimums that are crazy for these guys, and they're going to make the money. They're going to they're yeah, going to bamboozle us. They're going to take all the money from, from the sky. Where are you going to get this money from? Who's going to buy this this rematch? Who's going to buy this, this rematch? Is boxing, bro. Gonna, this is boxing. It's going to be boxing, but somebody has to put up the money, or they're going to lose the money. They're going to lose money if they have this rematch. You're going to charge hundred dollars for a pay per view for this rematch. You're going to lose the money, and that, and once again, we got to thank Canelo Alvarez for blowing yet another fight for us because I was already aggravated that he he blows Benavides <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and and Canelo, then he blows. He blows uh, uh, Charlo and 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 Zoo. Now we're also going to get to not see uh, Charlo and Crawford thanks to Canelo. Th- th- thank you, Canelo. Wait, which is I don't you blowing your own fights. You're blowing up. You're blowing up the entire sport. Thank you. <laughs> which is a fight now that makes a lot of sense. That that's Absolutely. I think that's that's, that's the, the best fight, fight that can be made. Now. And especially yeah. you telling me that because I was wondering who Crawford was yelling at outside the ring. Now that you confirmed it, that now you 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 have the table set. No, no. Thank you, Canelo. Nope. Guys, this is like a, an additional sparring session. I, I, I like this. You, you guys are going at it. Um, this is entertaining. So uh, if, if they do have a rematch, I guess uh, my question is, and I've asked you this question before, but Paulie, does Boots Ennis ever get in the ring with Terrence Crawford? Um, I mean, at this point, I'd love to see it personally. But at this point, Crawford's name has become so huge I mean, it is just it is just a different level now. Unfortunately, unfortunately for for Boots, he's because of the biz, the way the business works. And unfortunately for us, we're not going to get to see it because, you know, it's it's all all to lose for Crawford and nothing to gain for Crawford. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm sure the way Crawford just looked, he would be favored against anybody, including Boots Ennis. But nonetheless, Boots Ennis is a very dangerous opponent and. Unfortunately, there is nothing, absolutely nothing Crawford gains from fighting him. And uh, as much as I'd love to see it as a boxing fan, and I'm sure everybody else wants to see it, there, there's nothing there unless, unless some Saudi king gives Crawford $100 million to, 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 to fight Boots Ennis, which I don't know if anybody regards Boots Ennis as that important um, on that level. Unfortunately, we're not going to probably never going to see this fight. That's my opinion. Chris, what are yeah, your thoughts I think on I, that? I, I have to agree on that. I feel like they're going to be two passing ships in the night. It's just in terms of where Crawford's going and the kind of mega fights that he's going to be looking for. I mean, if Crawford, I, listen, he looked great at 30 for 35, and he can fight, it seems like, as long as he wants. But really, what, what kind of fights is he looking for? He spent a lot of his career not making the big money. Now he's at the level where he is in the driver's seat. He's the best fighter in the world. He's going to be the most uh, sought-after fighter in the world. He can only really look for those big mega fights. Once you taste... 20, 30 M's, what are you, you're not going to look for anything less. So he's going to be looking for bigger and better fights. And I, I don't know if Boots Ennis has enough uh, enough global uh, recognition yet to get that kind of fight where it's going to make a lot of money. I, I agree with what Paul said. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an all-loose situation for, for Crawford. I'm going to give a really tough young guy a shot that nobody really knows about yet. I, I mean, on the global type level. What, you know, what, 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 what about what – about- what about Boots Ennis and Errol Spence? They're both at PBC. 
I mean, I don't want to see suspense and growth in a rematch. I don't, there's no need for it. I mean, no, I don't want to see it. I, 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 I coming up right underneath Spence in the PBC banner, and it's 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 Boots Ennis, who has been deserving for years of a big shot. Okay, now kind of Spence is is it's kind of been liquidated. Okay, this is this is the way boxing works. People are gonna say, "Oh, that's so cruel." Now you're just gonna feed him to the wolves. No, Errol can win that fight. Why? You're not feeding them to anybody. This is the way the business works. You get older, and then and then the guys behind you come and catch you as as you start to drop. So Errol dropped off a little bit. Boots Ennis is coming up a little bit. Yo, they should take on each other. They should. Take well, each only other. issue there. It's like that's a great fight. I love the matchup. The, the only issue there is I don't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna see. We're not gonna see Spence at Welter anymore. He was talking about I outgrew. Well, I outgrew welterweight before this fight. Mm-hmm. I, you know, after after taking a beating like that, you know, he's probably gonna blame the weight. He's probably going to say at 54, I'm going to have a better shot. I'm going to, he's already saying, I'm going to come back better and better than that. So th- th- that's going to be his, his, his way to kind of push for the rematch. But yeah, no, I, I like that. That's a, that's a great idea in terms of okay. boots and right. Errol. That's a fun fight. Okay. All right. So you say 154, Tim Zoo and Errol Spence. <laughs> nice. I don't want to see Crawford and Spence again, guys. There's well, so Paulie. many fights you can make still that are so good. Well, Tim listen. Zou and Errol Spence. I, I know you don't want to see the rematch, but and it's here's supposed some fights. to be. And it's supposed to be Crawford and, and Charlo. So thanks to Canelo, we're not getting that. Because we can have two of those fights. At, at, at 154, we could get Spence and Zoo, and we could get uh, Crawford and Charlo easily if it wasn't for this dumbass Canelo fight that they went and made but when it got two-way clashes too small. Well, Paulie, let me oh. let me cheer you up a little Canelo bit. Has to, a little bit. Canelo has to avoid Benavides. Paulie, let me cheer you up a little bit. Here's some fights you do want to watch on August 9th on Pro Box TV. Wednesday Night Fights is back. We got a great, great main event. Listen, these are great fight, uh, good fighters and great fights. Hopefully, they'll all be great fighters and great fights one day. Paulie, I know those are some fights you want to see, so I wanted to throw that in there, make you happy. I know we're talking about a rematch you don't want to see. These are fights you do want to see Wednesday, August 9th. The Wednesday Night Fight Series is back. Cannot wait for that one. Oh, that's uh, a you know, every. Aranosian well, and Gutierrez, that's a barn burner. I mean, barn burner. In a wide heat. open 130-pound division, too. If you know those guys, styles of those two guys, that's a barn burner, straight heat. I'm definitely, not only am I watching, I'm calling it. There you go. Two of the best. <laughs> you, you and got Chris. choice you're watching it. <laughs> so, so my final thing to you both, I'll start with you, Chris. Um, you know, whenever a fighter has a performance like this, everyone says he's the greatest fighter of all time. He's definitely, Terrence Crawford is definitely the top fighter in the world right now. He's uh, the first person in the four-belt era to be undisputed in two weight divisions. And just clarify that, it's the four-belt era because there's plenty of fighters who are undisputed in more than two divisions. Uh, but he he has done that. Let's talk legacy, Chris. Um, his career is still going, so I don't know how far we can go with this, but is, is Terrence Crawford an all-time great? Yes, already. Already he's an all-time great. I mean, he's the first one to do what you just said in the four-belt era. He's a two-division champion. He did it in tough divisions. 40 and 47 are historically very, very tough weight classes. Um, he, he beat the big fish, and he, and he crushed him. It wasn't, it wasn't even a contest. So he also beat Sean Porter, who is, who is uh, one of the guys who's been around for, for decades as, as one of the top dogs. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think he is a generational talent. And until – his career's over. We really can't take it in its totality, of course. But as of right now, I don't know what else could happen that he would not be considered an all-time great. I mean, he's 40 and 0. He's 40 and 0, 35 years old. I mean, it's it's wild. It's wild. And he's, and he's got straight 10 straight knockouts at welter against tip-top tip guys. Yeah, I, I think he's going to go down as an all-time great. 
And Paulie, I want to ask you that, but let me just clarify one thing. Uh, Clarissa Shields is also a uh, two. Right, he's the, man, the only male. Yeah. I, I think I said the first fighter, but Clarissa, Clarissa, uh, he joins, Terrence joins Clarissa Shields as the first fighters in the four-bout era to be undisputed in two divisions. Paulie, is, is Terrence an all-time great? Absolutely. There's, there's not even a question. I mean, he's the best fighter of this generation. Like I said, I had him number one pound for pound in the world. He, he's emphatically confirmed that. He's the best fighter of this generation. Absolutely, he's an all-time great. I mean, for me personally, both of these guys are first ballot Hall of Famers. I mean, what is Errol Spence not going to get in on the first ballot when he retires after everything he's accomplished? I mean, but but Terrence Crawford has just solidified. I mean, look at the knockout streak he's got. He became the first guy to stop Sean Porter. Became the first guy to stop Errol Spence and also defeat him. I mean, he's 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 done a lot. I mean, he's done a lot of work, man. He's undisputed champion, 140 pounds. Undisputed champion, 147 pounds. Let's not forget, he also won a world title, 135 pounds. He may yet go up to 154 and claim some belts. All time great. I mean, y- you're literally going to put him in conversations where what do you have beaten Mayweather in his prime against Crawford in his prime or Robinson or Leonard in his prime? Crawford belongs in those kind of conversations. What would he have done against those guys in, in their prime and his prime? That's how good he's just shown as he is and, he, and has and been. He, and he could have fought in any era, any of those eras. You know, some some guys that really fit into this era, he literally could have fought in any era. He's, he's that versatile of a fighter. I've, I've never seen anyone that good in person. I mean, he's it's he's. He's, yeah, he's up there with all those guys, all those names. Well, Pretty amazing you know, to watch. Luck, lucky for us, he's in our era, and we we got to witness greatness on Saturday night. Um, I want to thank you guys. I want to uh, ask everyone, please like, subscribe, comment, become a part of these shows. This is the kind of great com- commentary you get from two great champions in Paulie and Chris. And we did witness greatness Saturday night. Uh, Terrence Crawford, what more can you say? He's the best fighter in the world. He's an all-time great fighter. And I thank you both for joining me on this Deep Waters. Remember, this is Pro Box TV, and we are your boxing channel. Yeah.